Welcome back to another episode of When the Girls Talk Boys. You're on with Becca and Casey. And yeah, I'm going to say it. It's been a hot minute since we had an episode. And every time I start the episode by saying that, it has somehow been a longer span of time since the last one. Um, But that's because this is a hot mess of a podcast. And we like kind of have lives and we live on different sides of the country and different time zones and we have different work schedules and we're doing the best we can but (laughs) um yeah shout out to all our loyal fans that are still listening like we see you in our stats and we get to talk to you online sometime but yeah we're back and we have a lot to talk about because so the last time we were on the on the air I was in LA with Casey and this was in like June and mm-hmm. we had just seen five sauce twice and we were talking about the concert and we ended with, I'm seeing them five more times. Um, Cause I saw them in Connecticut, Boston, New Jersey, and then two shows in New York. So I could go on for hours about all of that and how wonderful it all was. But little did I know that a few weeks after I was seeing Casey, it would be four o'clock in the morning and I would find myself in Times Square handing my phone to Michael Clifford so that we could take a picture together because <laughs> the day finally came where I got to meet Five Sauce and this was like so unexpected and out of the blue. And I was like that morning I was texting Casey like, you know, that you know, that TikTok sound that goes like Chrissy, wake up. I don't like this. You know that one? It's from Stranger Things. Um, It was like literally Casey, wake up. I was like, Casey, wake up. I just met Michael Clifford. Mind you, it was like 2 and 3 a.m. for me. (laughs) She was was like, (laughs) but it didn't matter. I had to tell her right away. So, okay, well, I'll tell the full story. So it was the night before the first New York show. So I had seen them in New Jersey on like... I had gone to Connecticut on Friday, Boston on Saturday, New Jersey on Sunday. So then Sunday night, I headed back to New York, back to my apartment. And then Monday all day, it was, this is like a side note. I was so scared that I was going to randomly run into them somewhere and like be thrown off guard. Cause I figured that they had like made their way to New York by then. Um, but Monday night they announced that they were going to be on Good Morning America And oh my gosh, I like went into a frenzy and on Twitter, people were like, are you going to go? Like, are you going to go try to meet them? How does this work? I'm trying to see if we can get into the show. Like I'm freaking out. But, um, one of my friends ended up being like, I'm going to go, you should come. Let's just show up and like, see what happens. Like we, there was very little information on online about like, can, do people get to go into the show and whatnot? Um, And typically for Good Morning America, they let like the first X number of people go in and watch the performance. But because of COVID, they still weren't doing that at the time. Um, But, you know, I I thought about it a lot and I was like, you know, that was the day I had sound checks. So I didn't want to be super tired for it. But I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to regret not going more than trying and going. So there I was. Um, I got up at like three o'clock in the morning, like threw on a five sauce shirt and showed up to Times Square. And if you live in New York, you know that you avoid Times Square. Like it's like 
the plague. Like you do not go to Times Square unless you absolutely have to. It is like, you know, it's fun as a tourist, but like it's a tourist trap. It smells awful. It's so hot everywhere. It's just chaos. But there I was, you know, I was one of the first, like, I want to say like six or seven people to show up. Um, and a couple of my friends that I know from Twitter were there. Um, but we're waiting outside like the main area where they film, like when they film outside and they do things like outside. Um, but one of the, um, one of the people that worked at the show said they're going to be entering and exiting from the side door. So not on the strip of Times Square, like just around the block. And so we all went over there to hang out and they set up a barricade and we were waiting for probably like a good hour. And every time a car with um, like blacked out windows showed up, it was like I was in a frenzy. OK, and I was around people like some people had met them before. But some people haven't. Um, I was like in full panic mode. Like I was like, what if they just like appear? Like, what do I say? I don't know what to do. Like this is, I was like shaking, freaking out. But all of a sudden, like there they are. And they're just like in front of us and their team or in the GMA team are like, come on guys, we got to go in. We got to go in. But Michael being Michael was like, I'm going to try and talk to all these people that have been waiting. By then I want to say there was like maybe like 15 or 20 people like waiting to see them. Um, and I think it was like 4.45 in the morning. Um, but he came over to us and his team's trying to like rush him in the building. And he obviously like really wanted to get to like take a picture with everybody and say hi to everybody. Um, like they all said hi to us quickly, but he was very adamant of like, I want to go over and talk to them. And, you know, I said, I was like, hi, Michael, can we take a picture? And he was like, yeah. And so I go to like hold my phone up and my phone is stuck in panorama mode. And I like, literally I'm shaking so much. This is like so embarrassing. Like I'm 25 years old and I'm freaking out right now. And I go to him on my phone and he laughs at me and he's like, you want a panorama? And I was like, no, I'm so sorry. I'm just panicking. I can't get it out. And he like laughs at me and he takes my phone from me and sets it. And he goes, okay, come here. And he goes and like takes the picture. And I was like, thank you so much. And he was like, nice to meet you. And then he tried to get through everybody. Um, I think towards the end, they did some group photos because he like they had to go in. Um, and I was just like, oh my God, like I just literally had like, it was obviously brief and like, whatever, but I was like, I never in my life thought that was going to happen. And there I was handing my phone to Michael Clifford. So I'm like on cloud nine and the, um, the woman that like kind of runs the show had come out and was like, Hey, we're going to be like filming on the other side. Like they wanted us in the main area of Times Square. Um, but we kept saying like, well, aren't they going to exit this way? Like we want to be able to say goodbye to them. Um, and we wanted to see like everybody else. Um, and so I don't know if this was planned, but like a couple, like, like maybe like an hour later, somebody came out and was like, Hey, we're going to have them come out the side door, like during the show. So I think because for the TV purposes, they wanted all the fans in the main like strip. But since we knew that they were going to be exiting from the side door, we didn't want to move. Like I was like, I'm at the barricade, like I'm not moving. Um, but they had us go over to the other side. Um, so that we could like be on TV and be filmed. I don't like think I was on TV. I never watched it. Um, but um, that's where I got to take a picture with Luke, my baby. Um, 
which was like, that's what I, I was just happy to like see them and say hi. But, um, I got a good, actually it was a video cause it was accidentally in video mode. So I have a video of us both waving hi and it's so awkward. <laughs> to be fair though, I, I see the people that meet celebrities and they have their phone, they have their camera open, but they're screen recording. So they have the video of their interaction, mm-hmm. but they also have the pictures that they take. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is smart. So I'm kind of glad it was a video because it was really cute. Um, and then I got like my pictures with Ashton and Calm were so awkward, but it was just like so nice to say hi to them and like get to like be there to support. And they were clearly like so excited to see everybody out there in between like one of the interactions some of us had gone to starbucks um like around the corner and there was this woman who she was getting four coffees so um cannot confirm or deny but i had a feeling who they were for um i didn't ask the orders though like i didn't i wasn't that crazy but her and i were talking and i had a five sauce shirt on and she goes are you here to see the band and i was like yeah i just got to meet them like it was so cool and she goes I have to tell you, they are some of the nicest people we've ever had on the show. They're like, they are so sweet. They're so like respectful and so grateful. And they clearly like wanted to come out and see you all. And she's like, I don't like say that about other artists. Like, and she'd been working there at, you know, at Good Morning America for a long time. Um, And then she goes, I totally get it. Like I've gone to see Coldplay 30 times. She goes, I understand like, you know, the fandom thing. Um, But she just had like nothing but nice things. And they hadn't like gone on to perform yet. And she goes, "Um, they're going to play me, myself and I. Like, I don't know if that was announced yet, but she told us that. Um, So then like we went back over to the other door and that's where like everybody got to like wave goodbye to them. And I know like um, other girls got a chance to take a picture with them if they hadn't already. Um, and then, you know, I got on the train and went back to Queens and it was like, I want to say this all happened before like 10 o'clock in the morning. Like I literally got home and was just like, I was looking at Kayla and I was like, what just happened? Like, I don't know, but I have like four pictures right now. And then like my Twitter was blowing up and it was, it was crazy. Um, yeah, I was gonna say it all happened before it was, it all, it was all done by the time I was getting up for work. (laughs) Like Kayla had like just gotten up and she's like, how was it? And I was like, I met them all. And like, Michael took my phone and I'm like in like hysteria. Um, it was definitely stressful. Like I, it was stressful thinking like, oh my God, what if I'm so close to getting, you know, to talk to them or something. And then I don't get to like, um, but like overall, it was so nice of them to like, and they clearly like, they were trying to talk to everybody and they were doing what they could you know their team's like we're on a schedule we got to go we have a show later you know Mm -hmm. um but that like really meant a lot to me that they like were coming out and talking and you know and then hearing that woman talk about them in starbucks like it made my heart so happy i was like good i'm so glad they're not like assholes or anything um so yeah so then uh you know a couple hours later i i went to the concert um But yeah, that was just like, it was so crazy. And like, I definitely think if I were to meet them again, I would be more like, I would breathe a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it was just like the shock of like, I never in a million years thought this would happen. And here I am in Times Square at four o'clock in the morning. Um, But yeah, that was really cool. Um, I'm sad that Casey wasn't there to experience it with me, but I did make a lot of friends there. Like that was really cool too. Um, 
between there and like all the concerts like I've met so many like five sauce girls which is really fun I was say you were getting a lot of people like dming and tweeting you and like mentioning the podcast when you were yeah. there at the concerts and I'm like <laughs> there were a couple there were like our podcast really like we like have some attention but we haven't like blown up or anything there yeah. were like one or two people that like asked me about the they were like you're the girl with the with the podcast and I was like whoa like hang on um yeah but that first day I did get recognized a lot at the first New York show because also because I had you know again my photos with Ashton and Calum are like really not that good but because I had like all four um accounts were like tweeting it and retweeting yeah um which was cool so I got my like 15 seconds of fame um and then that concert was wild because it was on a rooftop and uh, we thought that we were going to get like rained out, but oh my gosh, it was crazy. And I like still, this was like two months ago and I'm like still in shock that that happened. <laughs> um, but great content for the podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah. So then I went back to, you know, normal life and here we are back on the show, finally getting to talk about it. I mean, absolutely nothing has come out over this past week. Five Sauce haven't fed us or anything this week. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Happy Five Sauce 5 release week. Well, I guess it's it's Sunday now. It came out um, on Friday. But, yeah, so the album came out Friday. The night before that, they um, did a live stream of their concert at the Royal Albert Music Hall in England, which oh my goodness, like, talk about, like, musical talent. Like, it is so crazy to me how underappreciated they are in the music industry. Like, their songs, like, they've been written in such a way that, like, you can be performing them with a live, like, orchestra and, like, all those, like, other singers, and it still sounds, like, just as good. Like, it's crazy. I I think it's, I feel, it, like, it. It's kind of crazy how fast when I only got here because I feel like it was just two weeks ago that they announced it. <laughs> yeah, like um, that was so out of the blue that they're like, we're going to do this show in in London, like the night before the the album comes out. Yeah. I it was amazing. I, I think they need to tour with an orchestra and a choir now. Like they have to. <laughs> It's crazy. I know it was, it was so fun to hear the songs like that. I will say I, um, I thought it was just going to be the new album, like how Harry did for Harry's house when he was in Queens. But, um, I mean, I'm glad that they did their stuff too. Like outer space carry on. Like I, I, I really want to know if they had already planned to play that or they saw how much the fans wanted them to play it with the orchestra. So they added it to the set list. Like I yeah. was that fan service or did they know to play it? <laughs> like I can't believe you just said fan service on this podcast. Um, but uh, um, yeah, because that's not usually on their um, set list, like on their set list for this summer's like tour they didn't they played a lot of old stuff but they didn't play that one so they they haven't played it since 2017 but I'm glad that they did the old stuff like I don't think it needed to be the whole new album but they did oh my gosh so the highlight of the show was obviously 
uh, Sierra coming out and singing with Luke. First of all, before they release the song, everyone is always like, when are we going to get Five Sauce featuring Sierra D in? Like, when are we going to get, like, her, like, actually recording with them? Because she writes so much with them and she's so freaking talented. Um, And then they were like, surprise, here's a song. And it's literally featuring Sierra D in, um, which was so exciting. And then the song slaps and there she is on stage I'm like, oh my gosh, like finally, it's about time. The live version, I, it's, oh. <laughs> the when she adds, please don't get old at the end, like I kind of wish that was in the studio recording too. Like it sounds so good, but so I was expecting to cry during one night only just because like, I'm so proud of them, but also I didn't cry until Sierra came out. And what made me cry was how the fans were reacting to her coming out. Yeah. Like, I, I hope Sierra knows how much this fandom loves her. Not because she's with Luke, but because we love her. <laughs> I know. I remember her like on X Factor and how she like was so, she was always like so, first of all, so talented, but also just like such a genuine and sweet person. Like people just like her as a person. Um and I'm glad that we as a fandom have accepted her and embraced her. Like, I know that all of their significant others still get hate. Um, but I'm glad that, like, Luke felt like it was safe enough because I feel like there was a time where, like, neither of them were on the internet because of, like, that sort of stuff. And so he was, like, he like it's for them together but I also know he's very protective of her like he felt like okay like I can bring her on stage and like this is gonna go well and or they just like don't care but also like I'm glad that we've created that space for them and like showed them that we love and support them like and that we're not like psycho and jealous (laughs) and we're not gonna like boo her because like can you imagine like oh my goodness, like, I'm just imagining, like, how toxic it could have been. Like, it could have gone so differently. And I'm just, I'm grateful that that didn't happen. But I'm also just grateful that, like, they weren't, like, worried about that. Like, we've made it so that they're not worried about that. And that they know that we support their relationship. And we just want, like, him to be happy. We love them together. They are, like, the it couple of the music industry. Um, And also just, like, the song is great. Like, it's so, it's so cute. Um. I love, I love how they talk about it, um, about like how, like why they wrote it and how it's an ode to like 50s love songs and how like, it seems really like depressing that you're writing a love song about how, you know, you're going to be destined for heartbreak when one of you dies before the other. But then I love how he's just like, but I think it's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of dramatic, but also like, yeah, I'm not surprised from, from him. um no it's like so sweet and their like relationship is just so genuine and I really think they're gonna be one of those like celebrity couples that like doesn't break up like knock on wood I really think that they are soulmates and Mm -hmm. I support them and I will not settle until I have a relationship like that so (laughs) I literally I said that to my therapist the other day I said um I was like look like you know, I try to go on these dates and I like see these people that I could like date. And I'm like, no, but I want that. And that sounds like crazy, but just like, and I don't mean because they're famous or they're 
you know, artists and they're talented and they're beautiful. Like, you know, I just mean like, because they genuinely like our best friends and like care about each other and like accept each other. And we see that from like their actions and their music. And I'm like, no, like I want that. And I'm not gonna like settle until I have that. So good. That's good. Boys, if you're listening, that's the standard. So if you can't love me, like Luke and Sierra love each other, like don't hit me up. They played She Looks So Perfect. And it was acoustic, but it wasn't the acoustic that they recorded all those years ago. Because obviously <laughs> this was acoustic with the orchestra. Yeah. That song has no right sounding that beautiful. <laughs> How do you make American apparel underwear sound beautiful? <laughs> and what why do you mean? Want- it's a, that's a great line. <laughs> <laughs> like, that song has no right to be that gorgeous and I never thought I would say this, but I want that specific version to play at my wedding. Fair (laughs) enough. I got you. I got you covered. I am so hoping, like, I really want to take my hand live album, but I also really hope there's a live album for that show because it, there needs to be, it was beautiful. If they, if they don't do a live album of it, they're missing out on a lot of money. (laughs) I know like isn't rent due I'm so confused that's why isn't there like there's like 17 different like colors of the vinyl yeah okay rent is due apparently like (laughs) I love them um okay so yeah so then the album's out um and can I just say oh my god like I'm like I feel like obviously I'm a little biased because I love them and their stuff and I've been following them but this album is like from an objective, like critical standpoint, it is so good. Like it is catchy, but it's creative and it's playable, but it's like deep and meaningful. And like, I'm just blown away by the talent, like just the raw talent that they have. And the fact that like Michael produced it and they didn't use like, you know, they used other team members, but like this was so much just them, like so much just them. And the people that they did choose to work with, like Sierra and, you know, um, they had Feldy again. Yeah. Like those people were clearly like handpicked by them. Um, And I'm really grateful that they're with a label that allowed all of that. And I know that's part of why they're on the same label that Louis Tomlinson is on. Um, And so I'm really glad that they've been given so much freedom and like you can see how much they've grown as artists and you can see like how talented they were. And it's crazy to me to think that they've been held back all these years. So when I listened to it the first time, I wasn't even fully done with it, but I remember thinking that this sounds like a grown up, more mature version of sounds good, feels good. And then the next day I saw that one of them had said that. And I was just like really happy that I was right about that (laughs) yeah I really agree I think the pleasant surprise for me was that there are still sad songs because like um I uh there was some interview where Ashton was like this is going to be like the bright happy album like we're bringing happiness to the world calm was very dark now we're gonna be happy which I totally agree that we need that and there's plenty of that in the album but there's still like bad omens you know like they're still like the painful songs that I need as a bitter 
like single person that has been burned many times from men you know I still need that I feel like half of the album are those sad depressing Mm -hmm. songs it's like this entire album is not happy like half of this album is depressing (laughs) like I need I need the happiness and the joy and I want to see you guys in that place in your lives but I also still need that bitterness and this is going to sound so bad and people the adults in our life that listen to this are going to be like Becca you have to spill the tea but the fact that I like still get sad and cry about my quote young blood boy um and that he still like hits me up but like has a girlfriend and it's like a whole thing the fact that like that's still like a sad thought that I get all the time um I was convinced I'm probably gonna cut this part out because it's so embarrassing and like our parents are gonna be like what is she talking about um college was weird anyways the fact that that same boy still like pops up and like every time he's like in my notifications I get like so sad about it I was like listen I think that five sauce heard that young blood boy was like still constantly resurfacing for becca so we're gonna release bad omens to remind her of all the problems and like why you are not together because you need to hear that (laughs) and i just want to let you know that someone tweeted today bad omens is your sign to let go of the one-sided friendships and relationships in your life stop ignoring your gut you know who genuinely wants the best for you and ashton responded to it Mm -hmm. damn you nailed it so listen to Ashton I know (laughs) they were like Becca we heard your reaction to Youngblood um when you heard it live and we were like who hurt that poor girl and so we released this song so that she would like get over it (laughs) so I'm really glad there's still that um I also I want to say so I know we all know there are fans that have left the fandom at different points. Like they left it, you know, after sounds good, feels good. Cause they went pop. They left it during the calm era. Cause they felt that calm wasn't as good as young blood or they didn't like the new sound. Um, we've talked about that a lot in the podcast, but I want to share if you are someone that is interested in coming back to the fandom, which I know you exist. Cause I know that you heard the singles and you're like, wow, actually I really like their new stuff. The two songs that I think you would like most if you um, were here in the beginning, you kind of like, you know, stopped listening to them. I would say listen to You Don't Go to Parties and Emotions would be. And I haven't really like processed the whole album yet, which is why we're not doing our full album review yet. But I would say those two songs are a good just like if you're interested, just take a peek at them. Um because emotions is like the classic, like kind of more like emo kind of vibe. That's Michael. Yeah, that's all Michael. Like very. Mikey. And then you don't go to parties is a very like um same kind of thing. It's a little bit like 1975 or the main is the vibe I get from it. Um, definitely in my top five. Can we talk about for a second how Ashton is playing bass. For you don't go to parties. Yeah, what a fun you little You played bass. <laughs> yeah. And also if anybody, um, which I think it's so silly because like Luke is the lead singer and, um, but some people, the reason they didn't like the bin anymore and they didn't like Calm is because they're like, it's the Luke album, or, which is so silly to me, but whatever. If that was your feeling, they all sing on this album. So 
get your butt to the store, get on Spotify, start listening, um, because this album's fantastic. Okay, I have a bone to pick with Ashton real quick. <laughs> Don't we always? Isn't this? Yes. It's always Ashton. Heroin, like hate account. Like, isn't that what this is? I have a bone to pick with Ashton because he said that Caramel is the spiciest track. <laughs> what? He said in his Instagram story that Caramel is the spiciest track, like possibly ever. And I knew, I knew my gut feeling was that it was going to be spicy, sad, spicy, yeah. depressing relationship stuff. And I was right. Of course. But everyone was like, Oh, spicy like Valentine? It's the same. So that's what we were all expecting. It's the same like with Little Freak, how we thought that was going to be a sex song and it's very like, much not. <laughs> like, okay, yes. The actual like instrumental part of Caramel is pretty spicy. It is a good like, it is good. Because we would know. But the lyrics <laughs> are not spicy. <laughs> I hate him. This is, this is, we're going to get canceled again. <laughs> we're going to get banned from TikTok again. For Hey, we're not calling, it. we're not using, we're not bullying. Right. We're not using certain words. Right. Throwback to when I called Ashton Irwin an idiot on TikTok <laughs> and people um, reported me for bullying Ashton Irwin. I can't. Anyway, um, love you, Ashton. Remember, throwback to a week ago when... <laughs> when five sus said we're gonna sell nfts and people bullied them so much for them because that's so stupid that they took them down like within an hour and we're never gonna talk about it again and they refunded everyone that bought that actually bought one and i really Wait, i didn't know that part. Actually... that's so funny they did we have to bully them and they bully us just like like me meeting michael and him like making fun of me for my phone being stuck in panorama mode, but then going ahead and fixing it and taking the picture. Like that's the relationship. That is like the telltale sign that that is our relationship with the fan, with their relationship with the fans. Like that's how it's always been. That's how it's always going to be. I don't remember if um, this was, it was in some interview. I don't remember if it was right before the one right before when I'd only or somewhere else, but one of them said that they think that they're the band that gets bullied most by their fandom true and it's true but you also bully us i think we're yeah. the most bullied fandom by our band and that's just how it goes but it's um, a lot of love but yeah. oh my gosh so again like i i've listened to the whole album but i think to really process an album and this is like so annoying of me but i need to like be in the car and listening to the cd like in order undistracted and uh well, I live in New York City. I don't drive very often, so I have not. Um, and also my vinyl hasn't shipped yet. So that's funny because uh-huh. I have both of my vinyls. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Way to brag. They're so pretty. Um, <laughs> um, so I but okay, initial we're let's just talk about initial, like what are some of your favorites right now? Mood swings. Mm-hmm. I I literally got chills the first time I listened to it and my jaw literally like was on the floor because Luke's voice during the like chorus pre-chorus was just like excuse me also I just think it's funny that they don't mark that one as explicit and they literally drop the f-bomb in it (laughs) that's so funny um 
I have a question. This is a side note because I'm looking at it on Spotify um, because I'm really bad with song names. I want to know, this is my question for them. And why are some in all caps and some not in all caps? Aesthetic. Yeah, but what's that? They don't do, actually, they do do a lot of things randomly. I bet that it's probably some stupid, like, and we thought it would look cool, but I want to know if there's some, like, if it was like Ashen's decision, it was some deep philosophical thing. And if it was everyone else, they were like, this will look cool, you know? Yeah. Um, But anyways, so my initial favorite, so easy for you to say, um, but that was my most anticipated one because I heard it so many times live at the concerts. So I was really excited to hear the recording. Um, I also am really into bad omens, Mm -hmm. um, for obvious reasons. Um, I think bad omens is another one that would be good for people to listen to if they're trying to get back into. Yes, totally. Cause that Um, is one that really gave me sounds good, feels good vibes. Yeah. Um, I, I read somewhere Hayes is like a Luke solo album and bloodhound is like, um, Ashton's and I totally agree and I like both mm-hmm. of those a lot too oh my god I um, love Bloodhound and then you don't go to parties and Bleach are my other two so far but also Carousel I really love Carousel mm-hmm. and I really love Best Friends because I just think it's so cute <laughs> Best Friends to me feels like if One Direction actually liked each other yeah oh <laughs> I said it I'm so sorry no that was so mean and I Kayla's gonna kill me I you guys know we are huge 1D fans as well but like it kind of it kind of vibes like a One Direction song but I'm like I don't think they would ever like at that time would have genuinely written that (laughs) best friends it's very much it's a love song between it's like a relationship love song but it's also a best friends love song oh yeah like it's about their partners but it's also about them being brothers and I really love that like it's it's yeah Side note, um, did you see that Louis, our man, Louis in an interview recently said that he thought that um, Five Sauce would have made it without the 1D tour and how he's yeah. like so proud of them and they're so talented. And I was like, oh, yeah. yes, like, yeah. oh my gosh, I would love a Louis Five Sauce collab. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would love it. I love that they still support them. Um, and we, so- uh, I think it's very rude of them. To put Bleach after Best Friends, though, mm-hmm. <laughs> you go from this, like, really happy song to this, like, kind of depressing song. Always how it goes, you know? It's, um, it's emotional whiplash on this album. That's what it is. Yeah, I, like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how I'd even rank this album because the songs that I would put, like, towards the bottom are still fantastic. It's yeah. crazy. Like, I'm blown this- away. Five Sauce Five is an album. It's a 19-track album with absolutely no skips, which, by the way, I'm mad because the vinyls end at Redline. That's weird. I don't know but why. Do, they, they don't have Mood Swings, Flatline, Emotions, Bloodhound, or Tears. That's silly. Which is rude because I would love to hear Emotions on vinyl. But this isn't called a <laughs> deluxe version or anything. So that's no. But It's not like that's the deluxe. It's yeah. just... But I have been seeing people get, buying, like, deluxe CDs, so I'm, like, confused. Oh, I should check my CD. I have, I bought the booklet when I haven't opened it, though. Like, I haven't. I don't know. Like, I thought we were done with the whole deluxe thing. <laughs> I will say I was pretty annoyed. So my um, CD came actually on Thursday, and I was, like, and you heard, like, um, 
Target and some places were putting the album out too early. And I was so mad because so backtrack calm. There was a shipping error. error yeah. That's the word. And some places shipped out the album too early. So technically according to like the, like, however they calculate who's the number one album in the country. Um, it got counted on the week before, but if you had combined the two, like if you combined those sales with the ones from the actual week the album was released, they would have been number one. Um, yeah. so they got they really got like ripped off there, and you know not that like you know at the end of the day like it's all arbitrary, but it it is really annoying that like they're trying to prove themselves in the industry and that having the number one album I think would have really helped them. Um, I mean, they turned out fine, obviously, but it's just, it's just the principle of like, it's not about the music and the people that wanted it. It's about when the physical copies got sent out and that's such a shame. So again, yeah. And the fact that it happened again, and even Crystal posted, she posted something about Target and she was like, I know we're all mad at Target right now, but the one that I bought these swimsuits from, they didn't put the album out yet. Don't worry. I was like, yes, queen. Like she knows I love her so much. She is so clearly like she is like the leader of the fandom like she is yeah. here with us she is here fangirling with us and I love her so much um but yeah so that was annoying but I don't know did we how did we find out if they were number one like how does that work it should they should tell us or I just like look on Twitter I saw the other day someone said Twitter is my morning newspaper and I was like I relate so hard I mean it's also still it's also Sunday still so realistically we won't know until the end of the day or tomorrow okay I don't know I don't know how any of that works but it should be number one because it's it's so good like it's so good and I it should be more on like you know I kind of sift through like the Spotify like you know new music blah 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 like charts and I'm like it should be all over there like yeah so good I can't say that enough and Oh my gosh, I don't, I don't um, have words anymore. Um, as of right now, by the time this is posted, it will be out. But they're releasing a Bad Omens. They're releasing Bad Omens the film. Oh my god! Tomorrow, Monday. <laughs> it's like all <laughs> is what Casey said. I don't know. Casey literally, I was like, is this gonna be there all too well? Because if it was a music video, it would be they would say it's a music video, but they're calling it the film. I know. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so I'm glad that that's song. And I have to, I feel like they definitely didn't because these things have to be planned so far in advance. And I'm like, how did you guys know that Bad Omens was gonna be one of the most popular songs? How did you know? How did you yeah. know? Because one it, of my that's my whole Twitter is bad omens. One of my yeah, literally one of my friends from work, um, who she's not like as big of a fan, but she's like slowly she, like she still follows them and stuff. But she's a yeah. bigger One Direction and Harry fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been talking to her about the album, and she t- she texted me last night, and she was like, "Bad omens has my heart so far," and I was like, "Bad omens has literally everyone's heart right now." It's so good. <laughs> definitely that should be a single I'm even like the single slapped but they didn't like do the album justice I feel like that happens a lot I feel like that always always, happens they besides like Youngblood I feel like the songs they always choose for their singles should have been something different and they had a big part in picking what were singles so um 
like I definitely think me myself and I was a good choice for singles and blender I think I do think complete mess set the tone Mm -hmm. for the relative feel for what this album would be so I do think that that was smart yeah but I don't think it really represents the album as a whole but another reason five sauce five reminded me of sounds good feels good is because a lot of the songs have an extended like outro that's just instrumental Mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that was like this reminds me of sounds good feels good because half of sounds good feels good songs are like that totally um yeah it's just Casey I'm not over it and I I still I'm like still like in shock of how good this album is and Um, I'm not gonna be over it ever on the um the like album booklet there's a typo there's two typos but my favorite one is luke hemming just a singular <laughs> hemming luke hemming one <laughs> hemming. singular hemming i love it i like that they spell it wrong it's he's on the band and it's it's on redline oh it's my God. red line i can't um, well but let's just say that um all everyone in Everyone in all the lanes got to eat this time because everyone gets to sing this time. It's just it's just a great album. And oh my goodness, I can't. Emotions literally when I when I heard it the first time, I was smiling like nonstop. And I was like, Michael. But also like obviously like I haven't really had time to dissect any of the songs, but just from the lyrics alone at like a basic level, I think that's a really important song. Yeah. And a lot of people are gonna relate to that one yeah so I don't know why I'm emotional right now but I, I will just need say time. I need space <laughs> we've talked about the whole lanes thing in cheat lane so my official this is an announcement my official cheat lane is now Michael um ever because when we met he was just so nice to me and we really bonded on the streets of Times Square so I'm still a Luke girl though I will forever and always be a Luke girl and like his, like my, my picture with Luke is the one that I like post everywhere and like I'm obsessed with, but yeah, surprise guys. I'm coming out as a, as a Michael Cheatling girl, whatever. I, so basically you're the opposite of me. Cause I've, oh God, always, yeah. been, so I've always been a Michael girl with a cheat lane of Luke. <laughs> we are officially Mook girls. Yeah. Always we are officially, we are, this is officially a Mook podcast, but, but also Mook has always been my favorite friendship, so. <laughs> See, I, like, I have been a Lashton girl, like, Luke and Ashton for so long. I was always, yeah. Luke was my favorite. Ashton was my cheat lane. But now I've, and I still love him so much, but now I've come to, I've come to the Mook side. I, I love <laughs> I loved when, 13. We sound like. <laughs> I loved, um, at One Night Only, when, um, Luke. <laughs> And when Michael was talking, but then Luke was like, you look good. And he was like, oh my God, thank you. I was going to say, you look good too. And I was like, I love them. I know. They, they the amount me. of, uh, I just, you know what they should do too? They should, they should release the feeling of falling upwards as like a DVD. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, it it blows my mind that this is the same band that a record label looked at them before Youngblood came out and said live drums won't sound good on the radio. Like they really 
because of like their roots and where they came from, people really took their talent, like their raw musical talent for granted for mm-hmm. so long. They were like, you're a boy band. You're like this, you're the opener for 1D, you're emo. And they really like never tapped into their full potential until finally, like now they're, you know, getting that opportunity. But it's crazy to me. Like, and every time, like, they know what the fans want. And that's what's crazy is like, I mean, other than the NFT thing, but <laughs> they like know, they know what we want. They listen to us and they know, like, that's why the album, like that fact that the album is called Five Sauce Five because it's funny and that's what we wanted, you know? But like, But I feel like it also like, it also just got to the point specifically calling it Five Sauce Five where they were calling it Five Sauce Five and we were calling it Five Sauce Five. So it just had to happen. <laughs> Like, can you, I feel like most record labels will be like, that's stupid. You're not calling the album that. Oh, what? And four isn't a stupid album for the fourth, stupid album well, named the fourth album? One Direction could have like put some wild crap out there and it would have sold, you know? But yeah. I'm saying like, and, and they knew that, but it's just funny that like, they, like, I feel like if they were with their old labels or whatever, they would not have been allowed to call it Five Sauce Five. They yeah. would have been like, they would have like been like, oh, you guys are serious? Like, no. Like Little Mix's fifth album was LM5. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying because they're no. never taken seriously. No, I know. But, but um, so this is their third self-titled album. Yes. Because the first <laughs> one was called Five Seconds of Summer. It's self-titled. We've had Calm, which is just their names, their names. as an acronym. So that's their <laughs> that's self-titled. <laughs> and, and then, then we have five, five plus five. five. So they really, they really um, are full of themselves. <laughs> um, all right. Um, yeah. So- At the end of the day, five sauce five is just sounds better, feels better. <laughs> Never say that again. Anyways, um, we got to wrap this up because we need to, we still need to really digest the whole album before we give a review. Um, so that'll be, you know, in an upcoming episode, we also got to talk about, uh, like the Harry shows and we got Don't worry, darling. coming up. Um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. So make sure you are staying up with us. You are keeping up with us, keeping up with the, uh, what's something that keeping up with Casey. I don't know. I'm trying to say something <laughs> here, but follow us. A thing for keeping up with the Kardashians, but for us, that's what I was trying to do, but it wasn't working anyway. So Okay, let's see if I can remember all of these. Twitter and TikTok are girls talk boys. Talk is spelled T-L-K. So that's G-I-R-L-S-T-L-K-B-O-Y-S. Okay, that's our Twitter. Mm-hmm. Follow us, please. Um, our TikTok, same thing. Our Instagram is girls talk boys underscore talk is spelled with the a so it's the three words spelled correctly with an underscore there also should be a link to all of this in the description of wherever you're streaming this so please follow us because we will post updates so you will know when the next episode comes out and you can interact with us please be our friend i've made so many friends this year from five sauce we always want more friends so please please follow us tell Um, us what you think about five sauce five yeah, tell us what you want to hear on this podcast. Maybe we'll have some guests. We always say we're going to do that. We did it like once. We're going to do it more. Um, and yeah, tell us your thoughts on Five Sauce Five and whatever else is happening. Um, yeah, keep up with us. <laughs> and that's, 
That's all I got. Stream five sauce five, like on repeat, nonstop. Don't stop. No sleep. When you're asleep, if you don't need your volume on, get that album on on mute and be be playing it in the background all the time, all day long. When you're at work and you're not using your phone, get the volume down and start streaming it. Like you know the drill. You you guys know the drill. Come on, let's get them the streams that they deserve because they need it. Don't stop. Don't stop streaming five sauce five, you guys. Yeah, don't, don't stop. stop. This don't is the stop. <laughs> they like don't stop because they don't want us to stop streaming it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop now. I'm gonna stop now because this is getting cringe. All right, bye guys.